Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, you're very welcome to the Opinions Matter podcast. Opinions Matter is brought to you by Greenheart CBD. From Greenheart to your heart, Ireland's multi-award winning CBD oil. And we would ask you to do us a little favour and visit our sponsor's website at greenheartcbd.ie. Greenheartcbd.ie. So what do we want to talk to you about on uh, this edition of Opinions Matter? By now, many of you will have seen the scenes of violence that took place in Ringsend yesterday. In fact, uh, the video that we posted on our Facebook page yesterday was seen far and wide. The shocking scenes took uh, place outside the Irish Town House pub in Ringsend. It was set up for a nice family-friendly event. They had marquees outside as fans gathered before the FAI Cup final uh, between Bowes and St. Pat's, which St. Pat's eventually won uh, by four goals to three. Anyway, the footage of the violence shows thugs lashing glass bottles and flares at a crowd of St. Pat's fans outside the Irish Town House pub yesterday. The large group of fans and families with children had gathered at the pub before the four o'clock uh, kickoff uh, between, as I said, uh, St. Pat's and Bowes at the Aviva Stadium. A large gang then uh, got caught up in a mass brawl that spilled out onto the streets. Crowds can be seen in one video throwing punches at one another. Um, Windows and cars were smashed. Uh, Others had to run for their safety. Uh, The videos also show gangs throwing flares and bottles onto the road as uh, cars pass by. In fact, uh, have a listen to the audio of of just one of the videos. We were sent an awful lot of the videos yesterday. But this is just uh, one of the videos. It's just absolute mayhem. Bottles being flung, um, literally fist fights, flares. It was like something you'd expect to see associated with English football, had the truth be known. And in fact, some of the comments that are coming in on our uh, Facebook are saying exactly that. Uh, This is more like English football. Um, Now, the pub itself issued a a statement today uh, where they basically praised the St. Pat's fans for um, the way for the integrity of St. Patrick's athletic fans. Uh, They say um, that, yeah, basically the uh, Pat supporters behaved themselves and didn't retaliate. The statement from Irish Town House Management specifically praised St. Pat's supporters for their integrity as they refrained from retaliating. We would like to congratulate St. Patrick Athletic on their FAI Cup win. As everyone is aware, the video circulating on social media. We would like to thank St. Pat's fans. So, uh, I mean, this is still going on. Listen to it. That video is not on loop. So we would like to hear from you. Our number is 085-825-2626. 085-825-2626. I want to get your reaction to uh, what was witnessed yesterday. And I, I mean, I want to touch on how does this only ever happen at soccer? Whether it's um, Irish soccer uh, English soccer, French, German soccer. How it come it only happens in uh, at soccer matches? Yeah, I, 
I've been bringing my uh, young fella to uh, Crow Park for GA matches mm-hmm. uh, for a good few years. And I, in bringing him to the matches all the time, I'd never crossed my mind that he'd be caught up in violence because I know I've never seen, I've been going to Crow Park for years and I've never seen, uh, I've never seen behaviour like that at Crow Park. I've never seen uh, behaviour like that outside Crow Park on Jones's Road in Drumcondra. And you have, back in the, back in the good old days, you would have 83,000 people crammed into Crow Park with a fierce rival. You'd have Mead fans and Dublin fans mm-hmm. screaming at each other um, during, during the match. But then as soon as the match was over, they'd all be drinking in Queens and Drumcondra together and there wouldn't be any hassle. This was, this was off the charts. This was a different scale. And it's nothing new, by the way. I was going to Shamrock Rovers games when I was a kid with my dad and there was violence at those games as well. And what I find bizarre is it's Dublin... People fighting against Dublin people. This was two Dublin teams playing and it, against. It's them. always the way. It's always it's always only at Dublin derby matches. Yeah, but these same Muppets would probably go to a Dublin match together and be hugging each other. And they, I've no doubt they would. I I, I just I just don't get it. I just and to be honest with you, I haven't brought my young fella to a uh, League of Ireland game yet. And whatever chances. Now, oh. it has to be said, none of this happened at the no, uh, no, match no, no, itself. No. The match itself went off uh, perfectly, 37,000 fans at it. But I, I, I assume these troublemakers were at the match as well. Yeah, probably a load of them went up to the Aviva then after yeah. causing all that hassle. Yeah, Because I didn't look, see many people being arrested. So these people that were at the match clearly have an interest in the team. I'm shocked, by the way, that Bo's... Um, that Bohemian FC has not released a statement to the best of my knowledge. But again, I have to stress, uh, the, the, none of this trouble happened in the ground itself. Yeah, that, the match went off perfectly. Yep. So, you know, how much, well, for, how, for, how much of an apology well, should the club start, make? What I'd like Bohemian to do, uh, what I'd like them to do is to issue a statement saying we're going to identify, like there's plenty of footage. Jeez, there's more footage going around at this than there is uh, over the match. Uh, what they could say is, we have a team of people who are looking over this footage uh, at the moment. We're going to identify all the scumbags. And that's what they are. They're scumbags. Filth. Sewer rats. Send and us a WhatsApp, no, please. Sorry, what, they yeah, should do, what they should do is identify every single one of them and ban them from every match. They should not be in any of, any of the grounds, the League of Ireland grounds. Would you, would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Do you want those thugs in Daily Mount? No, of course not. Derek, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Derek? Not too bad. How are you guys? Good afternoon. Good, Good afternoon to you too, Derek. Um, you were there yesterday, Derek. Um, describe to me, I mean, we've seen the videos, but describe to me how terrifying the experience was for people. Well, I was actually on the door at the time in question and... Um, the crowd arrived in around one o'clock. It was a very family, fun orientated day. Things was going smoothly. Smoothly in the seven years I was there, it was it was the most peaceful and best possible crowd we've had to date. Uh, not that we had many bad um, individuals prior to that, but uh, come around, I'd say about twenty past three, I noticed coming up Ringsend Road about twenty to thirty lads all dressed in black with the age of seventeen to twenty four, twenty five possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself, something's going to kick off here. Uh, there wasn't a guard of presence inside at all. Every year I've done their matches, you know, a couple of matches a year, there's a strong presence in the area as we're virtually the last turn heading down Stella Gardens towards the Aviva. Mm-hmm. And the lane across the way always had a public order unit in it. And to my surprise, and it was a bit sort of like worrying, you know, why was there no police presence? Like I've seen one guard of van circle an hour prior to that and that was it normally every five minutes are circling because it is a big crowd garden area you know what I mean it's the last possibly watering hole before the Aviva Stadium so um, it was about 20 past three I've seen this crowd coming down the whole of Rings End you know came from two Pierce Street into Rings End 
up Irish Town Road. And they start hoarding abuse at the lads in the tent because these are representing fans of bowls, apparently. And the abuse got so, you know, the understandably, the Pat's crowd retaliated and barely came as good as they got. And then before we knew it, there was bottles coming in and uh, it was really all about bows at this stage in the in the six, I think it was about six minutes, just under six minutes, the actual row lasted with the police response time was 12 and a half minutes, which was very, very worrying. But um, getting back to what I just said there, uh, the bottles started flying. Um, one fellow was knocked unconscious. He was on the ground. Uh, ambulance arrived later, but uh, well after the uh, Crowds had gone uh, and the police tried to resolve. Well, the issue was resolved by the police when the police got there. But uh, the bottles came back and forth, the flares came in, and because the kids were terrified and they were screaming, uh, I think they were left with no choice. The St. Pat's fans to retaliate, you know, from a point of view, there was only a, a minority of them. And I'm going to have to emphasize that these lads didn't retaliate. God knows what these uh, togs, in my opinion, is the word I'll use for these individuals, would have had done. They probably would have came in for it probably went and lit flares in the pub. God knows what they were, were done. So they were confined to that particular area. And it's very disheartening, you know, Rings End being the fantastic community it is, that what the public house put on that day with the barbecue, the additional marquees, just in case there was a bit of rain, uh, uh, very light background music outside, you know. It was disgusting that it came to this. And if there's any questions that has to be asked, it's where in God's hell was the guard of presence. Okay, now I, I just got a message a moment ago uh, from Neil, and we'll try and get Neil on. Uh, and Neil is basically saying it isn't the guard, the fault of the guardy. They had a big presence in and in the immediate vicinity of the stadium. How many police do we think we have? The number of them around the stadium was more than usual. Uh, in other words, the guards were out in force yesterday. Uh, they just happened not to be outside the Irish Town House because they probably weren't expecting expecting anything to kick off. Yeah, well, well, that doesn't make sense. For any balls match that, that, that's ever surfaces, there always is disagreements, as the word we use, you know, so I don't accept that. And it's, it's no agenda here, a personal vendetta against the Gardaí. If you're going to have events like this with the guts of nearly 40,000 people, a massive turnout in the Amida, you must have a strong presence in the areas, you know, that you've, there's a possibility and a likelihood. Like St. Pat's used that as a fan base for the day. Again, a fantastic spread put on from the Oystown House. Uh, welcome to both uh, arms openly wear. You know, so surely, you know what I mean, the, you would look at, do the match, you have to have a presence there. And I was just disappointed the response time was okay, so long. Do you believe, it could have been 10 times worse. Do you believe that uh, this attack, which is being blamed on, and I'll use the word in inverted commas, uh, uh, Bose fans, uh, and again, like I said, I use it with inverted commas, um, do you believe it was planned and orchestrated? Personally, I, I, in my opinion, yes, I do believe it was planned because there's a lot of uh, social media sort of, Messages go go out prior to uh, daily mounts or bowls matches there, and and we'll meet us here. We'll see us there, you know. So I don't want to get too in depth about that, but that that was they they knew where they okay, were where so they were going. It, so it, you believe it was planned? They knew exactly yeah. where they were going, where they were going to find uh, Pat's fans, and deliberately targeted the area. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say, for them, additional marquees that the public house, the original house, went out of the way to put up. Had they not been there, God forbid, there would have been more heads split open with the mm. amount of bottles 
that went back and forth there was horrendous. It was, and I, but, it, but I could see it from the videos, certainly. It was an awful lot. Mm. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please, Derek. I'd like to hear from you. You can send us a WhatsApp to 085-825-2626. 085-825-2626. Now, uh, Michael, you were at the match uh, yesterday with your family. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was actually in the Irish Town House. Okay. And uh, can I just throw something straight out there? I was reading the media when I came home yesterday, and all I kept having saying was fans clashed, as in it was a, you know, that Pat fans were out to have a fight. Mm. It was absolutely nothing like that. We were attacked. That's the word that I'm using. And we in fact, I, I, I quoted from uh, yes. the, the pub itself, and they have uh, made it quite clear. They say, we would like to thank the St. Patrick supporters for keeping their integrity and not retaliating as requested by management and staff. Yeah, well, we couldn't. We, I mean, we do kids with us, we'd win. And I was, I was drinking with the uh, Matty Smith and um, the lads from Scotland. It's 16 people over. We have the great cracks. I had to apologise to them for, for, this, for this crap that went on. It was, stand, it was like the rocket start coming in first. And we go, oh, what's this? We had a few flares going on. We haven't seen some. Everybody just thought that was our own lad. Then the bottle started coming in. And then it was just like all hell loose. And then it was just everything, everybody should be white. The, the people on the far side of, of where the, the candidates were, we had to lift them over. over the, they had these uh, bushes and stuff. So the kids had to be lifted over like in the old days to get them out there to avoid getting a smack. Bottles went past me, head. Bottles went, flares went through the other way. They were just out. And the worst thing is, because they knew, the problem is, they this, this was premeditated because they knew by looking at their Facebook page that that was their fan, fan zone for the day. They knew what time we had up on the, the page that we were leaving the ground at 3 o'clock to march, or we were leaving the club at 3 o'clock to march to the ground. So they timed it perfectly to come up just about 10 to 3 and start attacking us because they knew we were going to be leaving there at 3 o'clock. Mm. If they came up any later, we weren't going to be there. Now, the other problem is, Irish Town Garda Station is nearly across the bloody road. It is. It's, it's, it's a two-minute walk, yeah. Now, after all this shit happened, the 20 or 20 of them little mindless little guts legged it up towards Bath Avenue. Then the police arrived like Starsky and Hutch, all sword and blading all over the place. The lads are gone, like, do you know what I mean? Now, how didn't somebody know us? Talking to these lads coming down, thinking, like, I don't know what they thought they were, like, coming down with the hoods up. Masks all over them, carrying bottles, carrying glasses, and what? They just walk past, but like nobody knows these lads coming down, like crazy stuff. All like, right, uh, so are, uh, yeah, again, as Derek said, there in plastic glasses, do you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, we were reined in on with bottles and glasses. And that they could get their bloody hands on. You know, and like I said, I wasn't there myself, but I saw all of yeah. the videos. It looked horrific. Um, it was horrific. You the were with. Like, that's what know? I was about to ask you. Uh, yeah. What what effect? Tell me about the effect on the kids. After what I was passing, we were actually trying to get kids over the thing, and all they were doing. The my young lad is he's eleven. He wasn't sure what was actually going on, so. Other people on, on the far side of the road were just lifting them over the over the fence, but not fence. They were like these stuff you'd have out in your patios with big bushes and mild design or stuff. So they were just lifting out onto the main road to get them out from under the canopies. And uh, there was other kids were walking past me, six, seven, and they were just in tears. They didn't know what was going on. And they were trying to duck it, so they were trying to get out. Even when the people, even when the, they, they were getting out onto the fire side, they were still fighting off these rockets on the fire side. Uh, outside because they came in there was only one gap 
they came into where we were where the canopy was and that was where the two part of Lewis was so fair play to the Pats fans that were down that end they they stopped them coming in now God knows what happened if they had to get into where we were all were having the, having the, the, the crack okay let, had to let me ask you then I'm dreading to think of what would have happened let me ask you, know you know then what, I mean? what do you want to see being uh, done here I mean uh, you know one message on our Facebook there a while ago said simply ban bows and it won't happen again it's not as simple as that or, or no, is it come here listen it's not a, listen to me all the bows fans are not like that we played them about a month ago in a, in a, a Dublin derby in, uh, in Chicago and it was 2-2 two, two, and we had the great crack now there was banter going on left right and centre Absolutely no trouble. Outside the ground or inside the ground. These are just mindless hooligans looking for the scrap. That's all they were looking for. I don't even know where they're happening. We're football fans. They all just came up thinking, they're all dressed in the black, all the masks, oh yeah, let's, let's have a crack. And you can see one fella come around the van. I think he's about 40, 45 years. Mm. Yeah, no, I saw him myself. Yeah. On, come on, come on, give it this thing. I swear, to, like, literally, it was like, Crazy stuff, you know. All right, stay stay there for one second. Um, yeah. 085-825-2626 is our uh, WhatsApp number. Um, Niall just messaged to say, typical of Bose, paint themselves as this model club with trendy marketing and come across as this hipster club. Scratch the surface, there's a massive issue of out-and-out scumbags. The club will do nothing about it because it's money in uh, the door. I don't know if that's necessarily fair on on Bose. No, no, it's not. But they need to they need to control this now. They need to issue a statement and say uh, we apologise on behalf of those fans for what they did. We are going to identify them and ban them. Why can't they do that? Why are they so silent about this? Opinions matter with Adrian and Jeremy. It's opinions matter with Adrian and Jeremy, where your opinion counts. Okay, but as somebody else uh, on a message, ban Bows, 30 people fighting out of roughly fifteen or 20,000 Bows fans. Um, it's, it's such a tiny minority. Let no, me go nobody's, to, nobody's talking about banning the whole football team, are they? Let me go to Angela. You're on Opinions Matter, Angela. How are you? I'm grand, Adrian. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, what did you want to say on this? We're just sick to death of it. I don't support football, soccer, whatever they want to call it. I don't support it anymore. I used to years ago, but I'm sick of it. They're all just a crowd of hooligans. Yeah, you can't say that for every single uh, one of the 40,000 people who were in the Aviva yesterday. The thing is, if you look at it, it's always football. It's always soccer. It's always at matches, after matches, during matches, everything. That game is just ridiculous. They have no respect anyway. They have no respect. Players don't have respect for anyone. You know, supporters don't have respect. War and abuse at the ref. The players shouting abuse at the refs. Angela, that does happen in other sports. It does. Yes, but but actually, not to that extent. It doesn't happen in rugby. It doesn't happen. Like, I'm I'm a massive rugby player. And the first thing that you are told when you start is you respect every player. Yeah, they have their punch-ups. Yeah, they get into all of that. But they sit down afterwards. It's the same with the supporters. You know, have you ever heard of a fight during a, a rugby match or after a rugby match. No. No, I haven't, have no. And players have respect for um, the ref as well. There's no respect in football, soccer. There's no respect in it. And it needs to be brought in. Okay, let, let me... I'm, I'm with Jeremy on this as well. I am so surprised that Bose have not come out. So hang on, are, are you, yeah. uh, you going to stand here and tar every single football supporter with the same brush and say that they're all troublemakers? Well, you can't tire all of them, but a lot of them. It's all over the world. 
you look at England. Jesus, they've got the biggest. I know. You it's, know what I mean? It's, you know my, it's disgusting. My, my wife, and that's my, the way it's going here. My wife was watching the videos online there uh, yesterday when, when they came up, and she was saying, geez, it's, it's horrific, it's horrific. And she was like, you know, I've watched tennis for years. You never see brawls like that outside Wimbledon. <laughs> you don't, no. though. Sure you don't. You never see brawls like no, that. No, but uh, you know, uh, you do it at cricket, at rugby, at cycling, at every other sport. You never see it. Never see it. You only see it at soccer. Well, in fact, let me let me just go back to um, uh, what's I've, I've forgotten that caller's name. My, sorry, Michael. Michael, what do yeah. you say to that? That this sort of shit only happens before, during, and after soccer games. Doesn't happen in any other sport. Well, will you stop? Come here. Will you, will you stop? The Dublin player was only done the other day for the assault on the player on the side of the field. Every week I open the paper. It's the GAA and the Malays all over the place. Under sixteens, under fourteens. Oh, no, that. uh, like that's on sidelines and on pitches. So, okay, that, but it, but if you if you think of sorry, if you think of what happened on Sunday, you'd never hear of stuff like that happening on an All Ireland final day. Probably, probably not. No, 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 there's no probably about it. You don't. Yeah, yeah, probably. But that, but this was a one one off. This was just a gang out. Uh, no, it, it wasn't a one off either. It's not isolated. It's not yeah. an isolated incident. You can't say that. For God's sake, it's always going on. Yeah, it's not always going on. I go to the matches every second Friday, and the only other ones that give a bit of trouble, and I hate to bring them into this, it'd be Shamrock Rovers. And funny enough, my son and I had to bring them over to get him a PCR test on Saturday, and the nurse that was down there was saying, oh, my nerves, oh, my nerves. And I said, why? Because my my son has gone to his first football match on Sunday. I said, yeah, so is this little fella here. And she's saying, hey, because I'm dreadful. Is there any ever trouble at them? I said, no. Not at these matches. And how wrong I was. Yeah, but you're saying, you're saying, like you just turned around and said that it doesn't always happen. It does. It's always it football. It's, it's always no, soccer. It's not always, it's not always, always football. They're Englanders known for it. Those chicks are known for it. They're all known for it. Yeah. No, hold on a second. This is not an isolated incident. This has happened well, when before. Was the, when, when was the last one then? Hang on, I don't know. To suggest that it's not, hang on, it does happen. We know it happens, and it particularly yeah. happens at uh, Dublin derby matches, particularly involving bows. And that's they're the facts. Yeah. Would you yeah. not agree? Yeah, well, yeah, well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying your one, Michael. I'm not saying that yeah. at all. You know, and but you know what? It's not fair that every yeah. other supporter that's involved in this brings the club yeah. down. So the club are the ones who should be coming out in force with it. They yeah, should be watching all the half, half of them, half of them, half of them were only 15 or 16 years of age that came up doing all that fighting. I know, but, so, but some of them weren't yeah. by, uh, from what you've yeah. been telling me. Yeah, there was one man there who was about 45 and he was probably fighting there with his child. The rest of them, there was one fella there up the side of the van trying to punch a big fella and he looked about 12. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, it's the Bowles and the Rovers. They're mostly the ones that do what cause all the trouble when it comes to the Dublin Derby. But that, for some mad reason, I don't know what it is with them. It's an eager thing with them. I don't, it's nothing to do with football, put it that way. But unfortunately, it attaches itself to football. That's the reality yeah. of it. You say, Angela, that you're a big rugby fan. Have you ever seen any sort of a brawl before or after a rugby match never. involving uh, opposing... No, I've never even so much as seen a hand raised. And if there was, I can tell you, it would be all over the forum, right? They were, everyone would say, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? It would be all over the forum. We, and do you know what? 
our biggest rival, right, is England. And that is the one match that everyone looks forward to because you want to hammer the crap out of them, Mm -hmm. right? But going down to the stadium, I go to all the matches, Six Nations, Autumn Internationals, local, everything. And the one thing that you look forward to is the crack, the fun that you have during, you know, on the way to the, the match, during the match, after the match, the following day. It's, it's all fun. And there's no like, oh, the England players, uh, England supporters are up in that side. Right? You, know, you can be sitting surrounded by 10 of them and you have so much fun with them. Okay, so, so it's a completely diff- different vibe altogether. Uh, completely so, uh, different. And as you said, they're, they're the biggest rivals, England and Ireland, and uh, when they yeah. do play, it's it's a festival atmosphere well, almost. Here's a message for you, Angela, saying that uh, basically you're deluded and that it happens, in oh, ru- yeah. it happens in rugby pubs all the time. She's blind to it. Now, Oliver, who sent in that message, I've never, ever... No, I don't go to rugby matches, but I've been in pubs where rugby has been on and I've never seen bottles being thrown uh, at each other and fisticuffs and all that so I think it's you Never. that has the blinkers Never. on uh, but you have, to, you have to remember what, you have to remember this this is probably where it comes back to uh, football is a working class sport it always has been and rugby has always been seen as an upper class sport I mean it is you, you look at the but you know what the thing is Jeremy like um, I'm I'm Munster right um, and as they say Limerick Dolman Park is the home of Munster rugby and the home of Irish rugby right it's always been said you have every class of citizen and human being inside there from lower to middle to higher yep it doesn't matter that's the one thing with rugby it doesn't matter where you're from who you are I know but it it, 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 it has always traditionally been seen as a as a, a, an upper class that's uh, above in Dublin that's above in Dublin down here it's not okay stay there for down one second 085-825-2626 now Neil earlier on uh, we were talking um, with Derek who was saying that the response time of the Gardaí was very slow in Rings End yesterday and that's what enabled uh, this to go on for so long without any guards arriving there's a lot of things going on here uh, yeah the, the, there were huge amount of guards as your previous caller, I'm a rugby guy, uh, so you know you kind of know what it's like in and around the stadium when a rugby match is on, whether it's Leinster, Munster, International. There's there's police around the stadium. It's not there's not a huge amount of them, but there's enough of them there. Mm-hmm. I was walking walking around the stadium yesterday just to take the vibes in, and it was rammed with guards, rammed with vans, but they can't be everywhere. Now I know you the caller on saying. They should have known that the the Irish Town House maybe they, that's that's a fair that's a fair point. Uh, maybe they thought the police station. And in fact, in always. fact, as, as Gareth just uh, messaged, and this is the point that Derek was making earlier on, um, you could hit Irish Town Police Station with a stone. It's that close to the Irish Town House, and Gareth is right. It's just around the corner. Yeah, and maybe that's what they thought. Maybe they thought that it's close enough that there won't be any problems there. You know what I mean? And, at the end of the day, the problem—it's a big problem—the uh, generational scumbaggery, if you like. You see it in England as well. Like I, I used to be a football fan, I used to be a Liverpool fan. I wanted to sit in the cops just to experience it, and you can see generations of of racism, of rioting, of everything all up and down. Now this is years ago, so I'm sure it's different now. Well, I'll but tell you, you to, can... to that to that end, I was over in Liverpool. I'm an Everton supporter, and I was over in Liverpool with the missus uh, a couple of years ago for an Everton Liverpool match. 
And uh, I was obviously wearing my Everton jersey. And after the game, we decided to walk across Stanley Park uh, because I wanted, mm. to, I wanted to see uh, Anfield while I was there. Um, and as we were walking across Stanley Park, I was approached by uh, two uh, policemen and uh, they said, you better zip up your jacket. I was like, why? He says, where are you going? I said, I'm going over to Anfield. He says, you don't want to go over to Anfield wearing an, an Everton jersey. I'm like, ah, seriously, really? Is that where we're at? And then um, I got talking to another couple of Everton supporters and they were saying as well that after a match, there are certain pubs in Liverpool that you cannot go to if you're an Everton supporter. Like you just couldn't go to. And I mm. found that bizarre because in Ga, as you say, in Ga, on, on Jesus, some of the best nights I had were in Copperface Jacks after a Ga game where you'd have someone in a Kerry jersey hugging someone in a, in a me jersey, sweating over each other and loving, kissing each other, the whole lot. And football, it's just a, I don't get it. It's just a. Okay, but uh, getting back to the guards and the fact that yep. um, the response time was 11 minutes from what we understand. Uh, and the, the station is just there. You can see it from the pub. That is very slow. It is, but we're we're concentrating on the wrong thing. It, it's the behaviour of people. Like I, I'm going to throw a theory at you that's going to get people angry, but I would suggest to you that the lack of um, intensity on the pitch, which you, obviously ga is massively intense, rugby, all that sort of stuff, you can't hide on any of those pitches. You can hide on a football pitch. Now, this is uh, going to start an argument with people, and when people see players doing that, it makes them angry. They put that on top of a bit of booze and a bit of whatever else, and then they've been brought up to hate, whether it's the, the black and red jersey or the other jersey or whatever. They've been brought up, and all these things build up, and you don't get these builds up in other sports. I know rugby can, can be seen as a you know a snobby sport, mm. but it's violent. It's a team-based combat sport. There's nothing... There's nothing posh about, you know, being in a scrum. Whatever but as well, this, game, this violence, well, what I don't understand about, this violence happened before the match. So mm. there was nothing for either fans to be angry about, okay? The, the result hadn't even come in yet. Yeah. They hadn't even taken to the pitch yet. Yet mm. these Egypts, whatever went through their brain-dead minds, they saw a group of people there that were supporting a different team and said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll fuck a couple of bottles at them. That'll be fun, a yeah. fun thing to do. But uh, it sounds like it was planned. It sounds like it was coordinated. But uh, what you're saying, uh, Neil, is that you can't put all the blame on the guards. No, you can't. What they're going to have to do is it's going to be the equivalent of when the teacher said, Adrian, you're holding the whole class back. They're going to have to ban a, a certain group of supporters to eradicate these scumbags. That's what they are. They don't, they, unfortunately, they're, they're representing their club in this situation and the club is, just wants it to go away, I'm sure, because mm. it doesn't represent what they're, what they're about. But they're, if, they're held, if they're the equivalent of being held back because of one, one of your schoolmates being a prick, that's what's going to happen for two years. It's going to hit their club in the pocket. It's going to hit their club in terms of attendance and fan support and all that sort of stuff. But, that's the only way a lesson is going to be learned and all other clubs will watch this and say we are going to police our supporters even more with even more scrutiny going forward. Mm. It's going to be more money the League of Ireland will have. Okay, stay there for one second because I want to bring Derek back in. Derek, uh, what Neil is saying is that you can't put the blame on the guards. And I know you were saying that the response time was was 11 minutes, you said? Yeah, in around 11 minutes. And come here, we're not, it's not a witch hunt against the guards. The guards have to identify where these points are. The guards knew for, for, uh, they, they knew exactly that there would be a good crowd of the Sapatsa fans who were invited down there for the day from the Irish Town House. They knew they were there. So these lads went undetected through Pear Street, Ringsend, into Irish Town, 
carrying all kinds of missiles, blacked up. You know what I mean? So it, it was a no-brainer. Surely somebody, if there was any any garabant floating, that they would have had seen these uh, big group of thugs, is again the word I'll use, you know. So it, it just, questions have to be answered there, in my opinion, you know. And we're not blaming the guards, but they should have known exactly. They should have had the prop. Look, it's six years when they were matches on that door, and there's never, ever been an incident. Mm. And every match, you'd see the public order, you know, the practice side, Paddy Power, in the lane, so in the event of a crowd coming like that, they literally just pull out or show their presence and them lads will just move on. So it could have been, it could have been the fuse. You know what I mean? It just got out of hand. Okay. And essentially, if there had been some sort of a guard of presence there yesterday, all of this would have been avoided. 100%. And as I emphasize, for the three hours standing at the door, at the door of the pub before this kicked off, I've seen one guard of van circulating. Normally, you'd see three or four public unit, uh, public order units floating every five to ten minutes. Now, I know they can't be everywhere at once, but uh, these uh, lads should have been identified ten minutes before this incident kicked off. Okay, so um, let me go back to you, Neil. It was a, a failure on the guards' part to not have a presence and, or uh, have even spotted this gang roaming. Yeah, there's a lot you can't argue with in 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 what the what the other guy apologies for the name, but didn't head too many times. Has, has said, but the problem is we don't know what the guard knew. They may have heard that something else was going on somewhere else, so they packed that that part of the part of town. We don't know. You see, that's a problem. It's all conjecture. But obviously, going on the knowledge that we have, you can't argue with that logic. I'd say they were just thinking, right, this is right beside the police station. They're not going to be that stupid, and obviously they were that stupid. And then they would have crossed over other guard of presence that might have been concentrating on something else. So it's like a, a lot of things went wrong for this to happen because it didn't. It hasn't happened before. So that's why all these things, all these dominoes have to fall for this to, to work out. Maybe they thought something was going to happen somewhere else. That's You know, that's the issue. Uh, we don't have enough guards. That's the problem because of... Now, Adrian, you know, can I just come back in there? You, you can, Derek, yep. Yeah, now in relation to Irish Town Police Station, they're not going to have 20 to 30 guards just sitting there and having a cup of tea waiting on a phone call. All the guards were out in their different uh, posts. So that diffuses his argument from the point of view that the police station was a stone throw away, that they were stupid enough, you know, not stupid enough or stupid enough to actually pinpoint the Irish Town House because of St. Pat's crowd are there. But my big argument was that they knew these, these should have been detected 15 minutes prior to that. So there was enough police presence around. Now, the first response was six minutes. Um, that was a one police car with two gar- guards that were in the car. They got horrendous abuse, horrendous abuse Officer Pat's fans because they were utterly disgusted, wondering where in God's name was the public order units or the rescues, as we kept emphasizing. That got a very heated debate. And another five minutes later, there was at least four public order units, there was six or seven police cars. So where were they prior to that? You know what I mean? They couldn't mm. have been in town. Well, they could have been by the time they were responsible. So with all these issues going forward, all you need is that part that one of the public units uh, vans where it's been there for the last six years in the lane of Paddy Power. And that's very, and, as I said and, earlier, that's the last one. And, they, and, they and they weren't there yesterday. No, it's the first time in the six years that I, I noticed that to myself and I said, this is strange, you know, and only to see one police van circulated in the three hours, which is very, very strange. Now, I'm not having to go with the guards understanding me, but it just doesn't make sense. You know, this is a, a, this is a prime target, you know, if you look outside the box, a prime target for these thugs. 
and it was orchestrated. It was organized. And, 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 and as you said, they uh, they knew exactly where they were heading towards. Stay there for a second, Derek, because uh, Neil, I've been asked to play this uh, WhatsApp voice note for you. If you'll just bear <laughs> with me for one second. What is that fool on about blaming it on lack of intensity? Is he for real? Typical rugby head. More intensity in a football match than anything else. <laughs> Rugby is stopped every two seconds. How are you supposed to have intensity when the game is stopped every two minutes? Nice. It's getting slightly <laughs> off the point, but it was one of your justifications for uh, scenes like this. Oh, well, just to that guy, don't uh, send WhatsApps while you're driving. Um, that's not a good idea. But no, look, it was just a theory because you, you can hide on a football pitch. Uh, but as, they, as, as Jeremy said, this all happened before kickoff, so that knocks my ordinary level theory out the window. But like, if you if you think about it, if the police arrive six minutes in, okay, that's with two people in the police, and they call for a van, and the van is on the other side of the stadium. That's the issue. Mm. Uh, we're now saying the police arrived five six minutes, which is which is great. You know what I mean? Well, two of them, two of them in a guarded car. Uh, yeah, no, exactly, not enough, obviously. But you know, if they make the call, then the the, the van has to get from one side of. A state a packed stadium, forty thousand people to another side of the stadium. Like it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy job. A lot of things had to go wrong and the answer in retrospect to everything is always a very simple thing. Lash a van outside the outside each supporter's club uh point of where they're meeting up. That's the simple answer right now. It didn't happen and then no, the whole no. domino thing fell down and, and now bows are gonna be wrecked because of this. Now they they're either gonna have to ban the fans or you Again, know, I, I'm surprised that uh, Bose haven't issued any sort of a statement yet, although for them to uh, issue a statement is meaning they're accepting that they were fans of theirs, um, which is a very difficult thing for the club to actually admit. Well, why were they there then? Who were they fans of? Who says they were fans of anyone? Just troublemakers out to cause trouble. Let's bring in uh, Mark. How are you, lads? Uh, I was actually at the match yesterday um, in a different pub beforehand, but on the long walk down... You see all the side streets um, on the way to the Aviva, about 20-odd houses, but there's two coppers at every single uh, side road, blocking cars going down from parking there or whatever. Uh, the Aviva Stadium uh, should be supplying the stewards to have cars being stopped going down them side roads, and then you can actually use the guard resources for this type of thing, place them around Ring's End. Um, it's just to be honest, it was what, probably... I probably passed about 10 of them side roads with two coppers each, like, you know, doing the mats, and that's only coming from one side of the stadium. The small of the side roads are all over the place. All right, Mark Morris. How you doing, lads? Yeah, I heard that uh, and seen that video. Got it sent to me. Horrific. Absolute tugs. They uh, put Dublin to shame. Uh, the only thing that I know that area quite well, there's a police station, Irish Town Police Station, less than 100 yards across the road. I'd say the guards, you know, why would they get involved in anything like that? Get a glass in the face. You know, they were absolutely animals. Elf, well, that's an insult to animals. Just mindless, senseless tugs that don't deserve to have the name of Dublin City or be proud to be an Irish man the absolute gutter they're from the gutter absolute you know sometimes to think that there's people living among us who carry on like that cheers Morris alright Morris thanks very much indeed uh, for your message a huge reaction uh, to that conversation this afternoon uh, Gardy are there for more sinister reasons than crowd control as uh, is one message um, well, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means another message says all you need is a couple of water cannons <laughs> but there yeah. wasn't even a guard around let alone a water cannon I'll tell you what the problem is here and I've been thinking about this for the last 45 minutes and uh, the problem 
which we saw at the weekend at the football match, is not just football. It's it's the whole of Dublin. And you got in trouble last week about about it saying the city centre is junkie central and all that. And here is the problem. The problem with violence in Dublin is the same problem that it's always been, and that's culpability. Okay? It's that no one ever gets they may get arrested, but no one ever ends up in court or ends up behind bars for violence on the streets. You look at what happened during um during the lockdown. Remember the lockdown on uh, remember the riots that took place on what street was it? Oh, uh, Grafton Street. Grafton Street and no, but the, the other out the rows outside the pubs when they were reopened um on Dame Street and all that. You look at all those violent clashes that happened in the last year where people were dancing on the bonnets of uh, taxi cars where they were dragging taxi drivers out into the street where some scanger yoke of a thing was sticking her stiletto heel into the um into the the, the bumper of a car whatever happened to any of them is she, is, she, is she behind bars i wouldn't have thought so no, no. Um, so when when people keep getting away with shit like this they know that it's, they, can, it's keep, worth that the they risk. can keep on doing it. That's the problem. Aaron says, uh, you can put the blame on the Gardaí. I was there a few years ago, Drogheda versus Sligo, and the Gardaí took drink off us outside the ground, uh, but uh, didn't do any of that yesterday. We weren't rowdy, and the Gardaí came for us, but couldn't do anything yesterday because it was Bo's friends. They must have been afraid. Um, you know what would have happened, though, had the Gardaí? I don't even know. Did the Gardaí have water cannons? I don't think the Irish guards have a water cannon. Jeez, that just shows you. But it had the Gardaí... Um, I know there would have been murder over that as well. It had the Gardaí... Um, Arrived had, with the water cannon. Card, you would have heard the far left, all those politicians, you know those um, woke politicians, the usual ones that spout shite. You would have heard them coming out on Twitter saying, Garda abuse, we live in a Nazi stage, Garda abuse. So the guards can't win, should they can't? And one final message um, says, to throw bottles into any area with human beings in it is disgraceful, but to do it knowing that kids and families were there is scumbaggery on a whole new level. The thing is, these these sewer rats, and that's all they are. Um, they don't they don't do anything for society. There's nothing positive to add to society. All the, all they know is their fists, their fists, and to fight, 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 fight. That's all they do. Um, you know, they don't care if there's kids there. And I imagine had I been there uh, with my young fella in the tent bringing them to his first ever FAI match. No, yeah, well, you heard, you heard the description earlier on. The kids were absolutely terrified. And you know what? For, for years, since the whole Lansdowne Road incident in the 90s, yeah, for years, Irish football fans have prided themselves and saying, we're not like... We're the best fans know, in the world. We're not like the Chelsea supporters. We're not like, you know... Uh, the Millwall, Millwall supporters. supporters. We're not like any of them. We're above all that. But what, from what I've seen at the weekend, albeit a small percentage, there is a scumbag element among Dublin football supporters. And we need, to, we need to face that reality. But will any of the lads that were uh, thrown bottles be banned from uh, Daily Mount or no. Richmond Park? No, probably Tallis not. Tallis Stadium? They'll be probably all there next weekend. Anyway, thanks very much indeed for all of your calls, comments, texts and opinions and for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can hit subscribe or follow and then you'll get an automatic notification the next time uh, we upload a podcast. If you've something you want us to talk about, send us an email to allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com You can download the Opinions Matter app, which is available wherever you get your apps, and uh, we will see you on the next one. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.